0: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, all right. What's up, everybody? Glad we could do this. This is our first Start, Sit Friday show, right, where we kind of go over all your questions. We're going to uh, try our best to like help you out this week, week 13, week 14. We're trying to get into the playoffs here. Okay. Yeah. Jay, what's up? I see you guys in the comments. Appreciate you guys joining. Um, let's get into it. L.A. Stoner, what's up? Um, we we want to talk. We we have a few things to talk about. Okay. First, we want to talk about last night's game. Okay. So let's talk about that real quick. Um, what what I want to say first of all is like James Cook, dude. Yeah. James Cook, like that was a little bit of a surprise for me, and I think. I think that was the, I think that was like the surprise of the night, right? The story of the night is James Cook, and yeah. he took a big leap in playing time, um, you know, from the get in this game. He played one less snap than Devin Singletary. He ran three more routes than Singletary. That was a surprise for me. He had twenty touches compared to uh, fifteen opportunities for Singletary. One more carry than him. Four more targets. He caught all. He caught all six of his targets, by the way. And yeah. this is a big deal. Like he was efficient. He went over hundred scrimmage yards. He had 18% target share. This is literally what we've been waiting for, for James cook. Um, and that's six catches on six targets on only 16 routes run. So that's 37 and a half target rate, you know, on a per route basis. Um, yeah. and you look at what James cook has done this year overall, like in the past game, two yards per route run. So that's third among all running backs with at least 50 routes run. So Interesting situation here in Buffalo, right? Naheem Hines, the H- Naheem Hines trade was a little bit of a distraction. <laughs> it yeah. seems like, you know, from James Cook, like people drop James Cook and all that. And now H- Hines was on the field too for 31% of snaps. So a three-way snap share isn't good, but hopefully this performance by James Cook moves him into the driver's seat of this backfield. Like we can't really have a three-way snap share here if we're going to expect some fantasy friendliness moving forward.
1: Yeah. I don't think Nye Hines is going to do anything at this point. You know, he, he had negative yardage on his two carries. I caught one pass for 21 yards, but outside of that, there wasn't much going on. Devin Singletary, he looked like Devin Singletary. You know, he had like 50 yards. He scored that touchdown. That kind of saved him. If James Cook scored that touchdown, we'd be having an even bigger conversation about him. But, you know, that's just how it went. It's still a big deal with James Cook because he looked really good. And as soon as you think you have it, you know, figured out, you know, the, the Bills trade for Naeem Hines to figure, okay, James Cook isn't going to be a factor the rest of the season. Nope. Fantasy guys have a way of flipping that on your head. James Cook, he, he looked really good. This is exactly what we expected from him. You know, if he got the touches, this is what we expected him to do. I was hoping maybe a touchdown would come out of it, but it was actually a pretty boring game overall, like compared to what it could have been. I, I thought it was pretty boring. But um, James Cook, man. Yeah, like you said, he had a 14 carries, 64 yards. I think he had a long, he had a 28-yard carry there like early on in the game i I remember i was sitting there and i saw him break off that 28 yard run i was like running my waiver wire i was like is he on the waiver wire is he on the waiver wire? like he was there in one of my leagues and i was like i I was setting setting some waiver claims last night even though it was late but um yeah i I think about maybe adding him moving forward because it looks like he's gonna have a little bit more workload moving forward he definitely earned some time and i think he deserves to be in at least a 50 50 snap share um with Devin singletary
0: hell yeah um. What, what kind of sucks is that, you know? There were two goal line snaps in this game. Hines got one of them. Singletary got the other. Um. Yeah. You know, these all these running backs also split third downs. They split two minute snaps. They're kind of being used interchangeably. At least last night. Um. So hopefully we get some more clarity next week. Yeah, but we'll I, see how that goes.
1: I think even if it is a hot hand approach, you know, he could still have weeks like this. You know what I'm saying? like That seems to be the way they're employing it. I mean, even though Devin Singletary has been the most consistent one you know, out of all of them, I think James Cook, we saw it last night, has the upside um, advantage over Devin Singletary.
0: Definitely. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, just wanted to point him out real quick. He's starting to pop a little bit. Five catches for 44 yards early in the third quarter, and then he got hurt and came back. Uh, but five catches for 44 yards in a game where like Allen threw only two passes in the fourth quarter. So something to pay attention to uh, because it seems like he's getting a little bit of a, a bump in route participation over the last two games. That's um, yeah. so all he did on Thanksgiving. That was his highest route participation of the season. Um, you know, he's not super trustable, you know, moving forward, but he's worth rostering at this point in 12 team or deeper PPR leagues. Um, Ramondre Stevenson. Relatively quiet night for his standards, um, you know, but he played on 98% of snaps. He yeah. ran a route on 89% of dropbacks. Absolutely ridiculous. That's insane for a running back. And it sucks that the production, you know, didn't follow, but this usage is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, if yeah. Amy Harris misses another game, he's a top five play once again next week against the Cardinals. Um, you know, like he could have had a much bigger game, you know, given the yeah. usage. However, you know, it is what it is. It happens. He's gonna, He was going to have a down game at some point this season. And this was that down game. And
1: is it that bad of a down game? You know, I'm not upset, you know, as upset as I would be, you know, if he put up like a four or five point performance. That's not the case at all. You know, he still put up in PPR format, 13.8 points. So it's not like he left you out to dry completely. The usage has been phenomenal year. You know, you said the 98% snap share. That's not going to change. He's pretty much, like we said, we talked about it yesterday on the podcast or was it the day before about his floor just being you know really secure and really high we're seeing that you know every week now even against the bills defense that was shutting him down most of the night um i know mac jones wasn't happy with the play call you know they thought they were giving they're running the ball a little bit too much if you saw that uh video they have of him on the sideline yelling yep but um uh, Remondre Stevenson, he was doing his part, you know, even though he has 10 carries for 54 yards, it's still five yards to carry. Things just weren't going right for the Patriots offense last night. And even when things are going poorly, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, he's still going to come through for you.
0: I was a little bit worried about Jacoby Myers, you know, not getting a full-time role in his first, you know, not first game, but he didn't miss the week before, but because of the injury, like he, him being a little limited and that's kind of what happened. Only 63% rap participation, his production suffered because of it. Hopefully in week third, week 14. You should be all right, and you should be good to go. Um, Okay, guys, I let's. How about this, Zach? We got a bunch of questions in the chat right now. Why don't we go over a few of these questions first, and then get into our underdog picks, and then come back to questions. Yeah, how's that sound? Uh, I think that's the best. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right, let's do. So Jason, M, his first question is this: Would you play Tua over Jimmy G this week?
1: Yes i yes. say a million times, yes. That's, yes. that's not much of a question for me.
0: Yeah, despite, I, I get it, 49ers defense, you know, mm-hmm. tough. But Tua still has Tyreek. He sells Jalen Waddell. They, they're going to be doing his thing. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw a Mike McDaniel. Like, you know, he was mic'd up this past week, and there was a, so many, like, audio clips coming from him. Yeah. It was awesome. And, like, one of the drives, he was just like, guys, I think I'm going to pass it on every drive, Oh, every play on this drive. And that's <laughs> what you want, like, from your head coach. It's like, you know, he's willing to do that if if that's the case, you know? Yeah. Um, for a fantasy so,
1: perspective, that's awesome. And we've seen it. that. They've been a pass first offense the whole season.
0: Lucas Arrakis is asking, Jamal Williams, Pierce, or Pittman, pick two. So Jamal Williams is definitely in for me. Yep. And then between Pierce and, Pit- and Pittman, if this is a PPR league, I'm going to go Pittman. And if this is a non-PPR or half-point PPR, I'm going to go Pierce because of the good matchup against Cleveland.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I, I have to agree with you there. I I think that would make sense. I mean, it's close kind of for me for Pierce just because the matchup isn't bad, but, you know, this game script has been killing Damian Pierce recently. It looks like the Browns might be going up, you know, in this one too. So It's possible. I think think Pittman's my pick.
0: Pittman over over Pierce. And definitely Jamal Williams. Yeah. Jamal Williams is in. Tejas is asking. Dude, I will not even tell you about your last name. (laughs) Um, I would would normally... um, but i i'm not going to right now uh who do you guys like as a flex rest of season in ppr uh marquise brown juju or christian watson i think the safest bet here is marquise brown moving Mm -hmm. forward um you know all these guys are great like if if i have to make this decision every single week for the rest of the year i'm probably going to lose uh (laughs) because (laughs) i'm going to make the wrong decision all the time and i'm assuming your trade deadline's up so you can't even do like a two for one or something like that Mm -hmm. um You know, Marquise Brown is probably going to be the mainstay uh, in my lineup every week um, moving forward. But, you know, between Christian Watson and Juju, like right now, I got to play Christian Watson. Mm -hmm. Um, And I totally understand the matchup that, you know, the Chiefs have this week against the Bengals. Um, You know, this is a high-scoring game. You want as many guys as you can in that matchup. But Christian Watson, man, six touchdowns in three games, he's really, really hard to bench right now. So I would say... You know, obviously, this week I think I'm, I'm going to play Christian Watson over Juju. Marquise Brown's on a bye. The following week, like, if what if Christian Watson scores another touchdown this week? It's like, are you considering him over Marquise Brown after that?
1: I've, I, that's what I'm considering this right now in my head. Right now, I'm thinking, you know, Christian Watson. He has that touchdown upside. I don't think he's touchdown dependent, even though he's benefiting from an outlier number of touchdowns. You know, oh, not-
0: I, I I made this easier for you. He's on by week 14. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. So and then after that, you know, Christian Watson has the Rams, Miami, and Minnesota, which is some good matchups right there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think I'm kind of considering Christian Watson here. I mean, I, if I want to go for upside every week, I, th- I think it would be Christian Watson just because he's really the only target there in that passing game. And he looked good yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. And on that one or two drives with Jordan Love, he was fine. So, I, I think you don't have to worry about him. I don't think he's going to be catching six touchdowns, I think, he had 6 touchdowns on 11 catches these past 3 weeks which obviously is a bit of an outlier but i think he can continue to score touchdowns because he's really the best threat in that offense and he doesn't it's not like it's just because he's the only receiver in the offense that he's doing well he, he's a very good talent you know he's super Also out-playing.
0: you have Marquise Brown you know when Christian Watson comes back from his bye in week 15 Marquise Brown is playing Denver in Denver so yeah. maybe that makes the decision easier to go Christian Watson there
1: yeah, uh, you look at the matchups, too. You know, if you pull them up, I think it would support Christian yeah. Watson, probably. The bottom line for me is I'm not really considering Juju Juju over either of these guys. He's got it done for you, you know, the past couple of weeks outside, you know, after the injury, and he came back quietly. But those three weeks before that where he put up, like, 20-some fantasy points each week, um, that's really his ceiling, I think.
0: LA Stoner is asking, do I drop Najee? I need a tight end streamer, and I have Njoku. I don't want to drop Najee, dude. No, you Is know with- he might be he might be back next week, maybe the week after.
1: Mm-hmm. And would you was- just, would you
0: just straight up drop Najoku to pick up a tight end or no?
1: Drop Najoku? I, I think you give him a shot. Deshaun Watson's back. I want to see how he plays. You know he's out. He's out. But I guess if if you have nobody else, okay. So if you have Najoku and he's your only tight end, I would drop Najoku before I drop Najee because. Najee was coming. He looked like he was getting back in the shape, in the yeah. form, you know, the past few weeks before he went down with the injury. And he should be back, or he could be back, you know, relatively soon. So I wouldn't drop him. Someone would scoop him up right off the waiver wire right away. Cause that's consistent I, I, production, even I, though it has been. it's good. This is a
0: tough situation. I'm hoping that there's somebody else that you can drop, Stoner, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't want to drop Najoku either, because if he's back next week, you have, you potentially have a top five tight end, right? So it's like, I don't want to drop him either. So I'm looking for yeah. somebody else. Maybe your, your least valuable wide receiver, maybe you yeah. drop that player. That, that's re- what I would try to get.
1: That's what I do with wide receivers. They tend to be not as valuable because there's so many of them. So like, and that they could be liable to go off any week. You could probably drop a wide receiver, I think. I'm not sure who you have, but I wouldn't drop either of these guys. No the just because the upside's there and we saw Najee kind of coming on. So I would keep I, both of them. I,
0: I agree. And I would say, you know, if I had to pick a tight end streamer that's available in a lot of leagues, I would say Tyler Conklin going up against Minnesota this week. He's He's available in a lot of leagues and I feel like he could have a good game. The target share might redistribute a little bit. We only saw one game with Mike White and all the targets went towards Garrett Wilson. Um, And then everybody else had like three or three or four targets, not even four targets, I think. Um, So it's possible that Conklin can do his thing. His rap participation was around 70, 71% last week. uh, And it's stayed consistent over the past couple of weeks. Um, But yeah, hopefully that helps. Yep. Let's get to one more question. And then we're going to go into some underdog pickems, And then the rest of the podcast, we're just going to hit question after question after question. Okay. Um, Ethan's asking, would you go Isaiah Pacheco or Rashad White? this week now let me just kind of explain what's going on with these two guys this week mm-hmm. Jarek mckinnon he hasn't practiced over the last couple of weeks he has a, a couple of days i'm sorry he has a hamstring injury he might not play this week okay. right Leonard, uh and then you have melvin gordon who are the chief signs of the practice squad you have to assume with Clyde edwards hilaire out with Jared mckinnon potentially out they're going to bring up melvin gordon mm-hmm. melvin gordon regardless will likely play ahead of ronald jones So is it possible that you have Pacheco playing the Pacheco role, which is the early down role? And then you have Melvin Gordon kind of playing that passing down role like he was in Denver um, over the past couple of years and him playing that Derek McKinnon role. It is possible. Now, it's also possible that Pacheco gets all the work, right? And if that's the case, you know, Pacheco is in RB1 play, but we just don't know that. Now, Mm -hmm. Rashad White, Leonard Fournette practiced in full yesterday. So that means that this is probably going to be a 50-50 split at best yeah. for Rashad for White. I'm personally leading Pacheco by this much. By I would
1: I would say I'm leaning White by this much, which is fun. There you because, go. So, Ethan, good luck. <laughs> no, and Let me just let me just say this. You talk about – I think Melvin Gordon does get called up. And I think he contributes immediately. I think that he's going to just enter that rotation. I mean, Jared McKinney, you know, he's a pass catcher, but he's not like – one of those difference-making pass catchers he's just that's his forte you know so if he misses Melvin Gordon can come in and kind of fill that role you know he has pass catching chops enough to be able to do that and he can actually run the ball a little bit too um the Chiefs have been notorious for not really sticking with a running back these past few seasons especially with Patrick Mahomes they don't have a need to either the thing for me is I think White has shown enough and that there's enough momentum around him that even if Leonard Fournette comes back you know he's going to get at the end of the day, if you want to talk about weighted opportunity, you know, between, you know, receptions being worth more than uh, rushes and targets, you know, targets being worth more than rushes. I think that he's going to get more in weighted opportunity than uh, Pacheco's going to because Pacheco might get 15, 16 carries and maybe a target here or there, but Rashad White might get eight or nine carries with five or six targets on top of that. I would go with White. That's just me.
0: This is, I, I, I love this debate here because I'm going to disagree with you on a couple of things. I'm going to disagree with you on, the fact that Isaiah, that Rashad White has shown enough, and I, I don't think he has. I think with the opportunity that he's received, I don't think anything popped out of the page. I, I watched that game, and I just didn't see a lot. Now, he had that one big run early in the game, and after that, that was pretty much it. Now, he was extremely reliable in the pass game, which was good. He yeah. caught all his, all nine of his targets, which is impressive. Did he do a whole lot with those targets? No. And with Fournette coming back, does he lose the first crack at the goal line? Is that going to be Fournette's gig? Is that going to be Rashad White? There's a little bit of unknown there. At least with Kansas City, you know the, what I'm hoping for here is like this is a really high scoring game, so I do want yeah. to get as many people as I can, many players as I can, into my lineup. So that's the reason why I lean Pacheco here. Now, it's close. If if I'm not mistaken, I have these guys back to back in my rankings. I'm gonna check that real quick. Yeah, no, I think I. Do. I would check that. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I and I just redid my rankings. Couple maybe an hour ago or so. So let's let's check that out. Uh no, I don't. I have uh, Pacheco at 18 and I have Rashad White at 21 this week and I have Leonard Fournette down at 29. Yeah. Um so, so I have you, both I have both these guys as the top 30 running back. Uh top 30 running backs, but you know, I think that it's going to be potentially like I would say 12 to 15 touches for each White and Fournette, I would yeah. say.
1: So with White ranked over Pache- um not Pacheco, Fournette do you yeah. anticipate him getting more like weighted opportunity overall, you know, in terms of the targets? between him and Fournette? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he gets a start this week. Mm-hmm. And I think because he I don't think he did anything to lose that because he got the start before the bye, right? Yeah. Before that bye in in I think it was Germany, right? He got the start there. Yep. So that was with Fournette healthy. So that to me tells me that they were already thinking about doing that. I don't think he did anything to lose that. So I think he'll get the start. I think he'll be preferred in a lot of options. I think if I had to guess what the snap count will be, it'll be fifty-five, forty-five, towards Rashad White. I would say,
1: yeah, that that sounds reliable. I, I think yeah. I just think about you know the role being there. The, the receiving role is much more secure with White. I mean, I guess it also depends if it's a PPR league because I'm talking about these guys like everyone plays PPR. Um, most people play PPR, but if it's standard, maybe I would go with Pacheco.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Okay, that was a great conversation. Let's go to a couple more star sets before we get into the um, underdog. Alex Martinez is asking, Flex1, Gus Edwards, Jalen Warren, or Jeff Wilson? It looks like Najee's going to be out. Jalen Warren had two full practices this week so far. Gus Edwards looking like he's good to go. He got a couple full practices last week. He was the main running back. I have a question. Do you think it's possible? It's going to be weird. <laughs> that uh what's his name comes back this week? Um the running back for the Ravens. What's his name? Hello. J.K. Dobbins. JK Dobbins. It's possible. He did. Possible. He was in the practice field. He could be a surprise active this mm-hmm. week. So that's keep that in a, mind. Yeah. If you're thinking about Gus this week.
1: That's gonna change the recommendation a lot. This is kind of what I'm looking at. Is it is is it crazy to say, you know, you, you
0: start Warren? Is it no.
1: I don't think it is. I actually look at Jeff have. Wilson's matchup.
0: Right? I know. Like, I actually have Warren ranked at 19 this week.
1: Yeah, and so also I have with,
0: him ranked above these both these guys.
1: This with week. Jeff Wilson, he is a bad matchup. But how about Gus Edwards? He also has a bad matchup. This is the Broncos' defense, you know. And obviously, they looked a little bit more human against the Panthers of all teams, you know. But these are two tough matchups and guys that don't have really you know assured workloads. If Najee doesn't play, Warren should be you know at least an RB two. Because yeah, I would say they, so. they, they use a running back and he, he hasn't looked bad.
0: Now, I would say this isn't that tough of a matchup for Gus Edwards because the Broncos haven't been good against the run. But it's like, can, will they be able to move the ball? Yeah. I, I would hope that Lamar will be able to move the ball a little bit, you know, through, you know on the ground and all that. Um, but <laughs> there's some risk here. J.K. Yeah. Dobbins potentially being there. But I'll say this. Gus Edwards isn't really involved in the passing game. Warren will be. He already had the passing down role, you know, with uh, Najee healthy so yeah. that plus Najee's role that means a three down role potentially for Warren this week decent matchup I think I'm going Warren this week
1: yeah okay. I think I'll go with Warren tip.
0: all right awesome Phillips asking oh do I start Hayden Hurst with the joke would likely not playing I'm also starting Jamar Chase I picked up Conklin too yeah I, I think so um I, I understand not wanting to play two players from the same team but I think mm-hmm. I'm still going Hurst over Conklin this week In
1: this matchup, I think it's fine because this is, like I said, for me with the Chiefs and Bengals, this borders on start everyone territory because this is just fantasy gold in terms of matchups.
0: I agree. I agree. David Vordata is asking, who should I start in PPR? Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Pacheco, or Zay Jones in the flex? Pick one. So I think we already talked about this. It It's going to be between Pacheco and Rashad White. I'm going Pacheco. Zach's going Rashad White. Yeah, You're not starting Kyron over either of these guys, correct?
1: No, definitely not Kyron okay. Williams. The offense is just terrible. Perfect.
0: <laughs> this is a tough one from Alex. Alex Sandoval. What's up, dude? Chris Godwin or Kenneth Walker at the flex?
1: That is tough. I like Kenneth Walker, but I think Chris Godwin has just been on such a tear with the targets, and the, he's catching all of these targets. And the, like we said, the production has caught up a little bit. I might go Chris Godwin that that's that's
0: me i don't know that's that's first
1: take that's right off the top of my head i I gotta think we get i i
0: don't know what i'm doing i I think i'm going with the running back um that's 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 tough man let me see where i have these guys ranked because when when i rank when i rank these guys so i have kenneth walker at 819 and i have godwin at 22 in my flex ranking so the reason why i like kenneth walker this week i think he has a higher chance of scoring number one Mm. number two I think he's going to get volume this week because I I think they're going to be able to handle the Rams pretty easily, right? So I think he's going to get at least 20 touches in this game. Um, So if I think he's going to get 20 touches, if I think he has a better chance of scoring and Aaron Donald's out, I kind of like him more. So I'm going to lean Kenneth Walker.
1: Aaron Donald being out is, you know, a big thing, but also the fact that this offense is bad for Los Angeles. And if they go up, I guess you're right. He could just get the carries to solve away the game, and we've seen him do that in games where he's the closer. In his first two games, if you remember, like he had two long touchdowns um, at the end of games. Kenneth Walker is good. I I think Chris Godwin is also very good. I don't think you're going to go wrong with either of them.
0: Safer floor in PPR probably Chris Godwin.
1: Yeah, that's why I went with Godwin. I mean, I kind of favor receivers when it comes to my flex. I I don't really put running backs in there because sometimes they just. And and that's also
0: because you play exclusively full PPR. Yeah, as do I. (laughs) Uh, rafael or is asking uh burrow or fields uh this one's pretty easy for me i'm going joe burrow
1: yeah i I feel like there's too many questions and justin fields is now down you know his top weapon or what is pretty much his top weapon the darn i was good but he wasn't having insane production but burrow in the against chiefs yeah there's no reason to start fields over burrow this week
0: not this week um in this matchup it's like a a ridiculous it could go up to like 35 to like 38 like I can see that yeah. game ending that way like e- easily feels and like you know I I think I'm sorry to cut you off but like no, Mooney like right. Mooney isn't like he didn't have the, like the crazy production but he added a, an element to the offense where defenses had to account for him and yeah. so I think that that that's the part that matters more to me and than anything else
1: we have to see how they use fields coming off the injury we know he practiced in full right so it's not feels like practicing
0: pre- full yesterday. Yeah. Practice
1: in full. I wonder if his willingness to run is going to be changed at all. I don't, it's not like it was a scary injury or anything. It's not like you remember Dax with the ankle and then that would, you know, mess you up, but he's still young. And obviously I wonder if it's going to change the design run usage that he was getting before this. You know, if that design run goes away, and it's just scrambles. His rushing upside could kind of fall, but we'll see. I like the rushing upside that he had. He still has the rushing upside, but I want to see how it's used. There's just a little uncertainty there that makes Burrow a pretty easy pick. No, I hear you. 2400 Sports is an odyssey company.